Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, got an exciting show for you today. We're changing it up this Friday. I, I like to use Fridays to interview special guests and we have a returning guest, Tim Knox with us today. How you doing, sir? Doing good, sir. How are you? I'm doing really well. I am very interested to talk about your market. Your market of Huntsville, Alabama has been one to watch the last couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. we, the last time we talked about it was pre-event and it was on fire. Uh, so you know what I said? You know what? You had some time today. I'm like, let's talk about Huntsville today. Uh, but Tim, before we jump into that, why don't you just remind people if they haven't seen your past episodes, who you are, what you do, you know, in this crazy world of real estate. Sure. Uh, Tim Knox. I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm the uh, owner, managing partner of uh, Revolved Realty. We are a uh, full service real estate agency, but we also deal with a lot of investors. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of investors coming out of California these days. Yeah. Um, but we are uh, here in Huntsville. We're probably one of the hottest real estate markets in the country simply because of the economy here and the uh, uh, what is here, NASA, the Army, all the contractors. Uh, we've got Google here now. We've got Facebook. Uh, and we are at a 20-year low in inventory. So it is a very interesting market right now. Yeah. Well, let's knock this out. We will hit it again later because some people just want to jump off. How can they get a hold of you? Because again, a lot of people that watch this are always asking me what's an interesting market. And what you, typically I try to push off that request because I don't want to focus anyone, but gun to head, like people just press, I go Huntsville, Alabama. So if they want to get a hold of you, they want to email, reach out to you. How do you, how do you yeah, want the, to do The that? best thing to do is just email me, Tim at revolved.com. And uh, I can, I can pretty much tell you anything you want to know about this market. You know, I will say, you know, I'm, I, my, my client list is full, but I will still work with, with some investors, but I've got 15 agents here who, who would love to work with out-of-town investors. So, and this is, I, I sold six houses this week, Michael, to the same investor out of California. Yeah, well, we, uh, there's a lot of money. So first, so let's talk about that, right? California yep. to Huntsville, right? So first off, yep. California is a big state, right? So Cal, no, blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot of people that are looking at California as very anti-landlord, right? There's a, uh, a good chance taxes are going to go up given some of the choices our leadership have made and, and created a mm-hmm. hole in the budget. Uh, so there's probably, uh, there's probably a lot of 1031 money, right? Imagine selling a single house yeah. in Orange County that you've owned for 30 years and is now worth a gazillion dollars. You know, you can buy half of Huntsville with that, right? You know, it's really, you're, you're kind of making a joke, but no, you can't. One of the things that we're seeing here is uh, the FBI is opening a big uh, facility here and there are a couple of thousand employees relocating here in mm-hmm. the FBI. They're coming from DC. Mm-hmm. They're coming from Virginia. And for example, I had a client, they sold a, it's like a 1300 square foot house and had a million dollars to spend. Oh my God. And so they come here to do a 1031. Well, they bought a half million dollar home, which was about 5,000 square feet. And then they bought three rental properties with that money. So their little 1,300 square foot house up there for that same money, they came here, bought a mansion and three rental homes. And so I'm, I'm loving those guys, man, because the, yeah. and the, the values here, the median, uh, you know, home value here is about, 
is about two fifty. Okay. But again, uh, half a million dollars will literally buy a mansion here. Yeah. So a couple of things, folks. We are not tax advisors. Tim is not a tax advisor. So when Lord he talks no. about a ten thirty one that gets you three rentals plus an owner occupied house. I can tell you having done some, there are tax implications there. So go talk to an accountant, not yep. us. Uh, but again, I'm just curious, what's a, what's a, what'd you say? 500, 5,000 square foot house. What is, what does that go for? You know, uh, you can get a 5,000 square foot house. I mean, that's like a five or six bedroom, three baths, high end, really super nice house. Uh, you can buy those here for four to $500,000 all day long. I mean, there are, we, we don't, honestly, we don't have a lot of, you know, million plus properties here. And those that we do are typically ones with a lot of land yeah. or they're on top of the mountain. They're really, you know, the extreme here, right. but yeah, half a million dollars. Well, you can literally buy a five or 6,000 square foot house here. So this nice is a question house. I've never asked you before, but it just hit me. What is the weather like in Huntsville? I mean, I can't imagine you get snow. Ever or very often? Very rarely. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have two seasons. We have hot and cold. Okay. Uh, there's, so there's what is no cold? Transition. It's, it's 41 day and 80 the next. But no, we have a, you know, in the summertime here, it's very hot, very humid. You know, it'll bounce around uh, between 95 and 100. Humidity. I mean, unlike the dry heat of the desert. Yeah. You've got the wet heat. Okay. Um, but. You know, we we have seasons, but they're very they're very mild. The winters here, we do get maybe thirty degrees. We might get a snowstorm once a year. More than snow, we'll get ice. Ah, okay. You know, but but again, um, not very often. I mean, the city. Here's the thing, though. Here, if if we see a snowflake, the city shuts down. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you know, snow We're buying like, out, out the bread and the milk. But, but the climate itself is, is very, very mild. I mean, other than, you know, the heat of the summer, like I said, it can bounce around 100. But it never gets really cold here. Like this okay. last winter, uh, I mean, there were very few days where I even had to wear a coat. Oh, my goodness. So, I'm so bad. Yeah, All right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I just never asked. I, I assumed I knew, but I didn't know. Uh, not California. Not ca Yeah, we have two seasons also. It's wet and dry here because it's always about yeah. 70, right? It's just yeah. 75, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. It goes like, like 80, 81 to like 68. Anyways, um, so now let's talk about renting uh, in Huntsville sure. because when we talked last time, it was um, mm. a strong market and it still feels like, I mean, if today it probably feels stronger given all the growth and employment coming. Is that a fair assumption? It is. I mean, the market here is, you know, it's the old, it's on fire because right. it, it literally is. I mean, it starts with, uh, as I said a minute ago, we're at a 20 year low in inventory. Mm -hmm. So it is very much a seller's market. And when you've got a seller's market in retail real estate, that dribbles down to new construction. Yeah. It deals down to the rental market. I mean, people are coming here trying to find homes to buy. They can't. So they're looking for homes to rent. Wow. So, Across the board, anything to do with real estate is is still very very hot here. Yeah, and so, so construction is the one that's really enjoying the the bump. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. So let's give people some math or some numbers so they can build their uh, yield spreadsheets, which is what I teach. So uh, yeah. I don't know how you want to do this. So let's talk about a purchase price. Let's talk rental quality, right? So non owner occupant, not up on the hill. What what's an affordable house go for? Maybe at least three bedrooms. I don't know what the config is. Three two three one whatever. Price point and then expected rent. Why don't we talk about that? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's going to depend on where where you are. 
Yeah. You know, the uh, Huntsville is the main metro, but Madison is the highly desired suburb okay. because of our school system proximity. Uh, you know, and that's where the highest home values are and mm -hmm. the highest rent is. Okay. You know, so here in the that. city of, of Madison, here in the city of Madison, rents can go anywhere from 1500 to 3000, depending on oh, the geez. size of the house in the neighborhood. Okay. And, but then, you know, we have other pockets, older parts of town, we're seeing rents, you know, 800 is usually about as low as you go here. Really? Okay. But even in, um, for example, South Huntsville, there's homes there that are renting anywhere from 12, 1500 on up, but it's very much a supply and demand. Right. As I said, the shortage in available home sales is reflected on a shortage now in rental property. And yeah. houses are renting quickly and they're oh, going yeah. for above value. But yeah. uh, again, it depends on, on where you are, but anywhere the, the sweet spot here is typically 1500 to 2,500. Okay. All right. So let's, let's pick 2000 as the midpoint there. Let's stay in Madison. I just want people to be able to play with their spreadsheets, right? Sure. So if they're, if they're in Madison um, and they're getting, what, what do they have to buy to get 2000 rent? Is it at least three bedrooms? Does it have to be four? It is. Is it, it's it's got to be a three, two. Oh, it's got to be a three, two. Okay. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be a three, two to get that kind of rent. Okay. Um, you know, and the, the math is a bit wonky sometimes because it's really hard here to maintain that 1% rule. Oh, for sure. You know, if you buy a, you know, if you, if you buy a $200,000 house here, that doesn't mean you're going to get 2000 a month in rent. Oh yeah. I you think the 1% mean? rule in any hot market is, is I think it's out of date. I think it was a cute rule that bigger pockets pushed years ago. That's dangerous. Especially it's it's dangerous because it always pushes you in today's market to less desirable areas, right? If you are stuck on a 1% rule and that's gospel to you, you're going to make a mistake. That's just the rule. Well, yeah. And it's, and, and again, it's not going to, for example, I've, I've got one house here. Uh, I paid, I think I paid 154. I did probably appraise right now, probably just around um, 190 or so. Okay. And I'm getting, I think, fifteen hundred a month for that house. Now that covers my payment. Oh, sure. No, it's not an alligator by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I'm more than happy to have a house that's paying me, you know, a couple three hundred a month for, you know, I don't have to do anything. So yeah. we're seeing a, a lot of that. But you know, you mentioned bigger pockets. A lot of folks, and and not just them, but a lot of folks are are watching YouTube videos and reading books, <laughs> and they're trying to find those houses that they can do the one percent, and it is driving them to the lower end of the scale when it comes to rentals here. Cause it's just not, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing, and I thought this was very interesting is I have investors coming here, locking down new construction today mm -hmm. that won't really be ready for eight or nine months. And they're doing that because they know in this market within eight or nine months, the house that they've locked in today is going to be worth more than, than they're spending on it. So, so they're doing, so it's an investor doing that. I have several investors doing that. They're buying new construction. For example, they will lock in the price today on a house at two thirty. Understood. Right? It's going to be eight, nine, sometimes twelve months before that house sure. actually is built and ready to go. And so, what they're counting on is over the next year, mm. the value of that home going up to where they they immediately have a good return when they close nine yeah. months down the road. Have they told you what their plan is? Do they want to sell when it's finished and recoup that or they want it to be a rental? Uh, or these, do you know? uh, the ones that I am dealing with are looking to do either corporate rentals or okay. Airbnb 
be or, right. or even long-term rentals because houses here in these neighborhoods, let's say they, they spent two thirty for mm -hmm. this house a year from now, that house will easily rent for two grand a month. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you can get so it's, interest it's, rate it's, sub 4%, yeah. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And they're yeah. locking them down now. And literally, I mean, all they have to put down is a, you know, a little bit of earnest money and they lock this down for a year. Yeah. So it's a very interesting strategy. I've got one investor that has bought five new constructions here in the wow. last couple of months doing that. Yeah. It's, so when you first said that, I got scared because I had a flashback to 06 in California, right? Mm -hmm. um, but as long as their exit, right, once built is some kind of lease or daily yep. or corporate rental, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a great idea. And the reason I bring yeah. that up and I, I asked is because in 06, maybe it's 05, people in California, Bay Area, right? So not my investment market of Fresno, but Silicon Valley, they were buying condos because that's, that's what you build here, right? Because there's no land. Right. Um, and they were buying it for the same reason, except they were flipping the paper, right? If they would buy it, you know, phase one, and then they would, the, the, house, the contract would be sold three times before it was finished. Yeah. Right. And everybody would make 50 grand. It's like, this can't last forever, folks. Uh, and yeah. that, that came back to bite some people. So that's very yeah. different than what's going on in Huntsville. So that's well, you cool. know, another thing, just to throw a point out there that we're seeing here is that the wholesalers. Yeah. Number one, the, the number of wholesalers in this market has just exploded. Really? I mean, okay. You can't swing a stick without hitting eight wholesalers standing next to 10 realtors with 12 mortgage guys. Right. Wow. And the, uh, the wholesalers are charging a premium now wow. and uh you are not going to be able to buy a little you know a little crappy house that needs work that you can make money on for what you could a year ago because that it's that same shortage you know mm -hmm. that low inventory is even uh, affecting the wholesale market and so and the wholesalers here man they're they're playing hardball they're doing yeah you know full ass cash no inspection close in a week kind of deals and that's really putting off a lot, a lot of my investors because, you know, they're not used to dealing with, with guys like that. So, well, it's yeah, interesting. Time. It's this whole record low inventory. Um, mm -hmm. That is something that I'm watching across the country when I talk to folks, because one of two things eventually has to break. It's always supply demand, right? So eventually people that are owners today are going to realize that housing around them is more expensive and they're going to be like, oh my God, my house is worth what? I want to sell. So right. we could see a spike in listings sometime in the next two years. It could happen. Or what is going on in the world today is eventually, you know, Wall Street and Main Street are going to catch up and people will get more nervous. And that demand side that is so outpacing supply is going to get halved. I don't know which one happens first. I mean, it can't be this out of whack because if it's this out of whack for another year, prices could go up 50%. I mean, it's so bananas. Yeah. Today. yeah. yeah. Any thoughts on which well, one goes breaks first? The, well, you know, the, the big thing here as, as a realtor, we're going around telling everybody, Hey, now's the time to sell. Yeah, you should. You know, there's yeah. never been a better time to get your house on the market. And again, we're seeing houses that a year ago, would have sat on the market for weeks, if not months, yeah. go in one day with multiple offers. Wow. You know, and again, that's, that's existing homes, that's investment property. Even I mentioned the new construction because the lack of available homes is pushing people in that direction. Mm -hmm. You know, not just folks that live there, but also investors. Mm -hmm. And we, we had a, uh, one of the developers here opened up a new phase about a month ago, 80, 
lots and they sold them out in less than two weeks. And it's, it's crazy. It's just nuts. So yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to break first, but I know a lot of folks are thinking about selling that weren't a year ago. Well, that's the key. That is exactly the key. And I actually put out a video like three, I don't know, two weeks ago, basically imploring real estate agents and brokers from across the country to pick up the phone and cold call people because we need more is, listings. Hold on, I'm going to close my <laughs> that's a fancy chair Sorry man about that one when one of my agents came in downstairs and they're going woohoo <laughs> <laughs> yeah so one of the things Sorry i was saying that. no it's fine it's it's all mm -hmm. good um so one of the things that that i implored uh, agents and brokers to do is to pick up the phone and cold call owners because you're right in most mm -hmm. markets it's yeah it's, it's the time to list, right? If you ever wanted to get that perfect window where there's nothing on the market you, and your house doesn't even have to be perfect anymore uh, and it'll go first day with multiple offers, oh my God. Yeah, well, it, it does. I, here, here's a great example of that. I, had a, uh, I looked at a house, um, we were thinking about buying for a flip over the weekend. And I guess it was one of those houses someone had started on yeah. and they had done some demo and decided it was just way too much. <laughs> The well, TV show is make it look house. easy. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, and, and I mean, this how they were asking probably 20 grand over what they should have been asking for this house. Yeah. Because I mean, it just, it just, what it was. they ended up selling that house. They had multiple offers and I think they went something like five or 10 grand over ask. Wow. And my thing is, okay, I know the numbers really well. Right. There is no way in holy hell that someone can put money in this house, finish it out and bring it up to market and make money. I mean, it's, it's a losing yeah. proposition. So either these are people that don't do the math or, or overly optimistic people who think, Hey, the market's going to explode and I can get my money back. But yeah, it's just, the logic has seems to have gone out of the market and it's, that's like what said, happens it's, when it's, it's scarce. Yeah. When it's scarce, people think well, that's it. this, yep. th this is why I, this is why I still speak at meetups uh, is because I'm always trying mm -hmm. to get a sense of the audience. Right. And it's not so much about my presentation. It's the questions I get. Right. What, what is the audience excited about? What is the audience chasing? And, and in Huntsville, it sounds right. like they're chasing single family homes because flipping is easy. Um, yeah. And that eventually will bite you. Uh, one thing I wanted well, also, to ask you about, here, here. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's not a lot of multifamily here. Yeah. I mean, there is, but it never comes up for sale, ever. And, and when it does, you know, they're asking some unbelievable <laughs> price that the math just will not work. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, single family homes is, is our sweet spot here. Yeah, that's crazy. One of the things I wanted to ask you about mm -hmm. is you and I have a mutual friend, Alicia, who does amazing high-end flips. Uh, why don't we talk she about does. the... Yeah. Talk about the last one she did. It sounds like it sold in record time for a record price point. Uh, amazing to watch. It, it did. Alicia, who I love dearly. She's like my third daughter. Um, <laughs> she, she is, I mean, just amazing. I did a whole series of interviews with her. She is an investor, a flipper. She does rentals. She does corporate housing. She does Airbnbs. And she is one of the best designers I've ever seen in my life. Oh, gorgeous. Her stuff. houses, they just stand out. And she had this, this was actually, I think her personal home. 
they had bought it out of foreclosure a couple of years ago and she just went in and made it look like something out of a magazine. Wow. I mean, you drive down this, this, this is a nice residential area, older homes, and that thing just shines like the North star. <laughs> and so I was fortunate enough to be her realtor on it. Um, and, and we, it was a really interesting situation because, and this is something you and I should talk about at some point is appraisals are just subjective now. Here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You, you, it just, you know, so we knew kind of what this house would appraise for, but we also knew what the value of this house was based on number one, the uniqueness of the house, mm -hmm. how freaking cool it was. And we just thought, okay, we're going to, we're going to ask about appraisal and see what happens. Well, I'll tell you what happened. We had people fighting over this house. Uh, it went in one day, multiple offers, and we went 23,000 over ask with no appraisal contingency. And the leash is just doing the happy dance. She thinks I'm just the best realtor, which I am, but in this case, a blind monkey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this house. Yeah. 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 This had very <laughs> little to do with you. <laughs> you know, the pictures were great. My marketing was great. It sold, man. It just, but the thing about it is all of her houses are yeah. just so unique and so special that people, you know, you know this, you walk into most flips. Well, there's the, the wood LVP. There's yeah. the obnoxious gray walls. It's the same crap in every house you go in. Yeah. I mean, literally, I can walk through a dozen flips here and I can't tell them apart. Her houses are always unique. Yeah. And she, she stages them and, and it literally is like buying something out of an HGTV set and people yeah. fight over her houses. Yeah. She, she Very has a, nice. she has a brand, uh, a touch of a, a special. Yeah. And you know thing. what? She, she is not afraid to spend money. That's true. I think that's always been my, what impresses me so much about her is she understands ROI. Yeah. She knows that if she spends a little more to make a house unique, she's going to get that money back in spades. Well, that is, she's also going to make it faster, right? If you're just like everybody uh, else's yeah. house, but if you make your house unique, the beauty yeah. about doing a flip like she does is you only need one yes answer. You only need one. That's yeah. right. You don't need seven. You just need one. And when That's you're it. unique, Man, it's it, the important thing about doing a flip, in my opinion, is standing out, especially in a market like this. You've got to be different. Yeah. Everybody has got the same flooring, the same gray wall, the same granite, you know, countertops and tile in the bathroom, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So what? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's really cool is, uh, you know, our, our photographer, I mean, this guy should just do magazine photography because he will go in to one of Alicia's homes and it literally looks like a spread out of Architectural Digest. Nice. And so people see these pictures and they just go, go wild. But yeah, every one of her homes does not fit the cookie cutter mold. Yeah. And they go quick and they go for way over asking price. And, you know, in this market, people are coming here with bags of cash. Yeah. So they don't really care if it appraises or not, because they've got the money to buy what they want. Exactly. And that's what happened in this case. Yeah, exactly. Let's just be clear for people watching this. Alicia is an amazing uh, person, individual. I've had her on the channel a couple of different times. Yeah. Her flips are for owner occupants. You're not going to buy one of her flips and make it a cash flow rental. Probably not. Probably <laughs> no. not. Not but if that's the price point. You will own one hell of a unique house. Yeah. 
So let's let's bring this together and wrap this up for investors as we as we go into the rest of the year, right? That's about as far as my crystal ball sees. Do you see anything between July and December that could either explode listings or reduce demand, or do you think it's just going to be hot the rest of the year? Here it is going to be hot for years. To come. Years. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I mean, they're you know they released a a thing this week that, uh, and I think I've told you this before. This Huntsville is going to be the largest city in the state within the next couple of years. Yep. And all of this industry, you know, is is coming here. I mean, like I said, we've got, gosh, tens of thousands of people that are looking to relocate here, and there's just there's no housing. Yeah. So if anything, I think you know I think listings will increase as people see that now's the time to sell. Okay. If they really want to get top dollar out of their house. So I think we're going to see more listings. Okay. I think we're going to see those listings pushing the, the boundaries of the market. And mm -hmm. that's what I said about appraisals. At some point, the appraisers have to realize that what sold last year is not really a comp anymore <laughs> because the houses are just going for so much. Um, and it's, you've got to, you got to factor in that supply and demand and that urgency, but this market is just going to continue on. I mean, yeah. the, the builders are tripping over themselves trying to buy farmland to get mm. to, you know, to more developments done. Um, there's a lot of, of, of renovation in older parts of town. Mm -hmm. We're seeing traditionally the northern part of town, there were pockets that were, you know, not the best part of towns. We are now seeing people go in there and knock down old houses and put up brand new ones. Wow. So the, the, the rejuvenation of even those neighborhoods is going to continue because, I mean, they're not making any more land. So yeah. we've got to make use of what we got. So well, very... Point. Very, very cool. Well, Tim, how can people reach out to you again? And again, I put I will put your email in the first line of the sure, description. Sure, you can. Uh, my website is revolved.com. Uh, you can send me an email. Is really the easiest. Don't don't call me because I don't answer the phone much anymore. Uh, but the email is Tim at revolved.com. And of course, you can find me on Facebook. Thank you very much, buddy. This is always fun. Congrats. All right, man. talk to you soon. Yep.